right? Very nice. I like that. Here's another thing I like doing the intro. Let's go. Welcome to the Dude Catholic Podcast. I'm your co-host, Adrian, here to tell you a story. Once upon a time, Ramon went to the zoo. The zookeeper recognized him, and he's like, Ramon, I want to I wanna show you something. And then he took him into the, uh, to the lion's den and, uh, and was able to get up and close like really personal with the with the lions and uh one of them was laying there and the zookeeper tells him go ahead and pet him it's like okay goes over and pets him and then you hear a Grrr. and so the lion keeper just says okay i need you to stand up slowly and back up just as slowly and the lion did Hi, Ramon. Yeah, wow. you are. <laughs> oh, yes. Today we come back with just as much silliness and, uh, but truth, but truth at the same time. If I'm lying, I'm trying. Wow. Indeed. Wow. Indeed. So today we're just going to freestyle it because I don't think we have a scripture today because we did not do much planning. We did a lot of planning and none at all at the same time. Yeah, we just don't want to let this uh, uh, die yet. <laughs> Not yet. Not right? yet. <laughs> so we are busy as heck, like both yeah. of us. We're yeah. always doing something every day of the week. You're either doing doubles or or living yeah. <laughs> or sleeping, yeah. I guess. That's that's <laughs> a lot of stuff. You know, raising a family is a full-time job all on its own without the uh, the pressures of doing a double shift mandatory. So, um, yeah, so that's where we've been. And I've been a diva and I didn't want to record by myself. So there we go. How are the doggies? <laughs> They're good. Uh, yeah, I forgot. I, I, I just, uh, I, I don't have a fancy mic like you, so I'm just recording with the, with my phone. And yeah, this microphone picks everything up. So I was going to say, you don't, you don't need that to be fancy, sir. I do need the mic and I do need my stogie in order to be a little fancy. So let me light up real wow. quick. Mm. Delicious. Delicious indeed. So let's get this podcast on the road. Now we've been we've been uh busy but not uh completely disconnected from everything podcast land, you know. And so one of the things that I've been doing, I've been promising an episode on the Manosphere, and it hasn't happened. We tried recording one outdoors, and the audio was horrible. Not to mention it didn't have Ramon, so it just wow. it wasn't meant to be. You know, it can't be a manly episode without Ramon over here. So, so here we are. Now, a lot of stuff has happened. A lot of uh, podcasts have been coming out with uh, both men and women 
talking about the state of our culture, you know, and how rapidly the West is declining when it comes to family values and gender roles, you know, and there's only two genders. So we're, we're going to state that clearly here. We don't buy into any of that bull nonsense. Let's just put it that way. You know, when it comes to how many genders there are, God created men and female, that's it. There's no wiggle room. Your feelings don't matter when it comes to reality because truth is the agreement between mind and reality. If one of them is wrong, it's probably the mind because reality is what it is because that's the way God made it, whether I like it or not. So, yeah, there's been there's been a lot of stuff happening and there's been a lot of really influential cultures out the cultures, uh, figures out there in the culture. And I've noticed a lot of a lot of females speaking up for men, which is kind of sad, you know, when you think about it, that means that men are not speaking up for themselves. There's a lot of phenomenon that's been going on, you know, like girls working out at the gym and like claiming that guys are staring and like guys and girls coming to the defense of them. Like there's so much stuff, you know, since we last uh, since we last recorded, since we last spoke. So I don't know. What's one of the things that you've noticed? Just men still acting like kids um and it, i i'm not okay with that <laughs> I'm, I'm one of the the old, older guys i, I work mm-hmm. and it's crazy like a lot of people don't realize how old i am until we start talking about age and i'm like oh yeah i'm 36 like what the heck because <laughs> i'm kind of goofy like sometimes i work <laughs> and like the fact that i'm short and like i'm, I'm always having like a clean like shave you know that that's just part of the grooming standards but yeah you know, that's neither here nor there but like it just people don't realize how old i am like oh crap because like, you don't have that delicious beard <laughs> yeah nah. anymore and it's okay yeah and 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 yeah we, we just like like there's there's certain spectrums about like being manly and yeah. there's a time and a place for for every single one of those and i'm not like your typical like you know like manly dude like i just I'm kind of goofy, but I'm also very um, just composed, you know, most of the time. Most mm-hmm. of the time I just listen. And uh, we were we were talking about uh, recently at work, we were talking about how how like men, like grown men uh, don't embrace the suck, like how that's not part of our culture anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, I had saved a little something um that I saw on the internet and that I really, really liked. And it, it, it's a, a picture of a, some animal and like muddy water and with the head barely sticking out, the nostrils just sticking out and the animal doesn't look very happy. It's some sort of like antelope, something like that. Hmm. And then uh, the, the, not the quote, but what's it called? Like the headline, I guess it says uh, embrace yeah. the suck. For the time being, this misery is your new normal. This is just the way things are. Commit yourself to excellence in your new environment. Life is, life is a dance between minimizing expectations and surrendering to what our lives actually reveal to us. The longer you embrace the suck day after day, hour after hour, you'll come to realize that the suck you've embraced doesn't suck as bad as it, used, as it sucked before. And I mean, that has Dang. no religious twist to it, you know, but since this is a, a Catholic podcast, 
and the first thing I thought um, uh, after reading that it was like, dude, the the agony and the right, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I actually thought about the 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 garden the garden in uh, Gethsemane of Gethsemane. Mm. Uh, it's just like just the agony that Jesus was feeling before he had to go save humanity, you know. Yep. Um, and he he was super humble, and then he's like, "Hey, you know, if I, I don't want this, but it's not my will; it's your will. Let this if if it's your will for this cup to pass. Uh, what well, what was the other quote? If it's your will, let Put, this cup pass, putting me on the spot, pass, but yeah, uh, I, from I, that's, me or something like that's that. That's it. Father, if um, it is your will, let this cup pass from me, but let not my go. will, but your will be but done. Your will be done. Yeah. And, and and that part of the quote where it says, uh, commit yourself to excellence in your new environment. And he, life is a dance between minimizing expectations and surrendering to what our lives actually reveal to us. Mm-hmm. And I would like to change that a little bit and say, and surrendering to what god actually reveals to us in in moments where it just really sucks and it just seems like nowadays i guess maybe it's probably every generation i don't know i don't want to sound like i'm complaining because i feel like right now is the best time to be alive um and you can look you can look at it in many 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 ways like you know we have technology and we literally have a computer in our pocket you know how we, we can look up anything up if you don't know how to cook you just look up a little recipe you know how to cook oh yeah um, i made chicken strips there you go you see air fryers and stuff like that like it's just mm-hmm. such a you know all these commodities that we have that are geared to make us better um so it, it's just a great time to be alive um also if oh, <laughs> a little bit on the cynical side you know like everybody's so soft that yeah. I just feel like a freaking king, you know, <laughs> I mean, walking around. Mm-hmm. I just feel like like an unstoppable force. <laughs> and then this is not to put anybody down. I'm just saying, like me, they made it they, easy. Yeah, you know, it's just so much easier to to just look good. Like just simply the the simple act of not complaining just makes you look so stoic. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's just the simple, yeah. the simple act of suffering and silence, not sharing your feelings, your emotions outwardly. It's just like, wow, <laughs> like you just look like such a stoic. Um, now you that can, doesn't mean that you have to, like, live by yourself in every single aspect of your life. It just means that mm-hmm. if you're not feeling at 100 percent, it's not anyone's business, you know, like exactly. they don't have to know. Like mm-hmm. you can still show up and like and have a good day. You know, yeah. and make someone else's day better just because you exist and you showed up to do your part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. Like you, you see, um, I don't want to say the level of maturity, but the 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 level of where where people are in, I guess, in life and also in their profession. Like we've been getting a lot of trainees at work, and mm-hmm. I had the same look on my face. Just my head was spinning. There's a different world in there, and. It's just wow, <laughs> and there's just a lot of fights. It's been pretty violent lately at work, mm. and as you just see them, like, oh crap! <laughs> and it's just like, all right, brother, here, let let's just figure this out. Let's just one thing at a time, and 
you know, we we start at zero and then we go one, two, three, four, so on and so forth. And if we can't finish it, guess what? The next shift will will take over. And not as a trainee though, you gotta stay there until you're told to go home. <laughs> but um it is, hey, it I, is I what it dues. is. <laughs> I pay, I paid my dues and, and and for now. Uh and not until my next assignment I'll go back to zero. But it, it's mm. just you know, it doesn't matter. Like you're, you, you just handle what you got to handle. That's it. One step at a time without complaints, without getting, um, I don't want to say without getting overwhelmed because even if you get overwhelmed, just take a breath. You know, uh, I want to share mm-hmm. a little story I shared with the guys at work about being overwhelmed. Um, like I said, it's been, it's been pretty busy at work and I had just got off a double, and I had to babysit my little girl, and it, it, I was just not having a good time. <laughs> it was just like it had been a crazy week, and yeah. I still had another another uh, shift after that day. Um, and the house was like looking a mess because when you have little kids, no matter how much you clean, oh yeah, they always find a way to. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, <laughs> So I was doing dishes, and then I hear my little baby girl from from the living room, babe, papa, <laughs> papa, <laughs> babe, and I'm just getting more irritated because I'm a jerk, you know. I hear I hear this sweet little voice, like, babe, and then <laughs> she, uh, I hear her little footsteps, and I'm just like, oh, what does she want now? <laughs> and then she grabs my hand and she goes, come on, come on, papa. Come on. So we we got her this like little table with two chairs and they're tiny little chairs. And she's like, come on, come on. And still holding me by the hand. And she sits me down on one of them. And then she has the chairs facing each other. And then she sits like right in front of me and on the other chair. And then she doesn't know what to do next. And she just looks at me and like exhales like and she smiles. It's like wow, dang! I I, I had to fight uh, back some tears. She just taught me like, hey, it's okay, just have a seat, just just be present. This is Ooh. what's going on, and you're not by yourself. And just breathe and exhale and smile. And in my head, like instantaneously, I was just like, I get to raise this girl. And God is teaching me through her to slow down, to appreciate everything that I have, to embrace the suck. Because for the time being, this is this is what I have to deal with. And it's it's doable. And just that sweet little smile, dude, just like I said, I had to fight back tears when I when I saw that. It's like wow, <laughs> yeah, crazy how a little, uh, uh, little little tiny girl can do. She's not even two years old, and she's teaching me incredible life lessons. Oh yeah, dang, it, it, it's it's the way your your outlook in life changes. Um, I heard this mm-hmm. comedian on Instagram probably as I was scrolling through the different things that pop up once I look at a funny video that someone sends me and. Uh, there was this one comedian that was saying like, yeah, when my son was born, I was like, 
looking at him and like thinking like, dang, I'd die for you, dude. And then when my daughter mm -hmm. came along, I looked at her and everything changed as well. And my thought was, I would kill for you. <laughs> yeah. And just and just the way things things change, you know, the way you're speaking, I'm like, oh dang, I used to have little ones too. For yeah. me, that was like eight years ago. Yeah. You know, the littlest girl. And uh and I'm raising a teenager now, you know, and and you had that beautiful moment and I had a <laughs> I had a not so beautiful moment. I don't wanna I don't want to put her on blast, but <laughs> she ain't listening. <laughs> so yeah. it was just one of those days because, you know, like we don't have to deal with Aunt Flo, which is nice, you know, but at the same time, like hormones are raging and she doesn't know how to handle it. And one of my curses and gifts, I think, um, as I'm growing up, is that people feel at liberty to to believe that they can take advantage of me you know and so mm -hmm. i feel i feel like that's a power because they get to learn a lesson you know yeah they get to learn a lesson because i think father mike schmidt said this um about his bishop you know that he was like a like a padded wall like he's kind of soft to the touch very comfortable you can lean up against it but if you push you can only push as far as the cushion goes, mm -hmm. you know, and and I noticed I was uh, I was kind of the scapegoat for the way that she felt. And she was like attacking and not going to go into specifics, but she was attacking kind of like, you know, I am annoying. I am annoying. OK, but that day, I don't think I was being that annoying. <laughs> I've been yeah. more annoying in the past, but it's just like she she was not having it. And I was the scapegoat. And and I embraced the suck because I didn't want to say something that I was going to regret. You know, I was, I want to say stoic enough to just keep my mouth shut and be like, all right, let the little one unspool. She doesn't mean what she's saying. And if she does, we'll address it at, at a time when she's not that emotional. And I don't mm -hmm. have to be that emotional. But at that moment, I was just like, I'm still your father and I've still bust my butt to earn your respect. Luckily, mom backed me up and it was just a, I'm not going to say a beautiful day, but lessons were learned. And then the following day, I addressed all the other things in a calm manner, but still yeah. firm, but still firm. Um, all is well. Today, I picked her up from school and I had her favorite soda, Dr. Pepper, and a spicy chicken sandwich waiting for her. Mm. So it's just a way that I that I show up, you know, and like the whole idea of embracing the suck. I'm like, we've said this before, but we can apply it to every single stage of our life, you know, and to give ourselves rest. Yes, definitely. But this culture is just going in a way that like, at the slightest sign of discomfort, we want to escape. I think it connects perfectly to the manosphere because there's been a very influential figure. I work with young men, right, and young ladies. And one of the most influential figures is this character 
um, who is right now in prison, right? His name is, uh, what was his name? Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate. And I think most people have heard of him already, um, directly or indirectly. If indirectly, you probably heard he's a misogynist. But what he is is a character, you know, and, and of the stuff that he says, like, I can agree with most of it. Can I agree with the with everything? Nah, not really. Not really. And I and I can see what he's doing. You know, he says things that are true in a very distasteful manner. Mm -hmm. And so that's the thing that makes people not like him. And he does say some pre-misogynistic stuff that I'm like, I can't get behind that, you know. But yeah. as far as reading the culture and the lack of values in the West and what we should be doing as men. I'm on board, you know, it's, it's basically what we're talking about. And I, and I found that before, before I found out who this guy was, I was watching his videos, like little snippets, not his videos, but like people put content on there and he's talking about like embracing the suck, basically not with those words, but he was saying like, work for what you, for what you want, you know, like don't get the easy six pack. Like what, what is an easy six pack? I don't know a way to get it. He's like, and why would you want one? You're not going to value it. And like, and the way that he was talking, I'm like, so why do people say that he's a misogynist? And then I started mm -hmm. watching more. I started learning more about him. Um, he did not start his uh, his fortune, if you may, because a multimillionaire, the most wholesome way. And as he kept on going, like he kind of straightened up his life. He started taking Christianity seriously. And then he looked at the way the world was. And I mean, it wasn't I don't want to I don't want to knock his faith or whatever. But he wasn't living it, you know, he was living it where it was convenient, but where it wasn't like. He just I don't know, he just he just wasn't it, you know, he wasn't the guy, but young men are flocking to him. They all want to be top G. And I tell him, you know, every time I see that little avatar, because every every school has changed, everything is through computers, people are turning stuff in through Google, you know, and, and I see their little avatar, kind of like a little picture, their user picture, if you may. And. A lot of these kids have have him as an avatar and they don't turn anything in. You know, they they yeah. are watching. They're watching the content that they want to watch. You know, they want to have the money. They want to have the, the women. They want to they want an easy life. But that's not what he's promoting. You know, he's promoting working your butt off. And like he's like, I'm always working, you know, all that stuff. And and I'm like, yeah, everyone wants to be top G until it's time to do top G things, you know? Like, where's the mm -hmm. discipline? Like, where's the discipline? I don't see it. Like, you think you're going to get to that level if you're not doing the work? You know, school, you're not going to remember everything. 30%. That's why I focus a lot on life lessons while I'm delivering a grammar lesson or whatever. You know, it's because whatever you're going to remember, like, I I need it to be worth it because I'm greedy. You know, I, I'm I'm not just out here to teach Spanish. You know, I'm I'm here to teach life lessons and I'm, trying to be memorable. I'm trying to have people remember my last name as a positive thing, not just as the most popular Latino last name, you know? <laughs> and so, Garcia, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can't throw a rock out there without hitting one of us. But yeah, that's one of the things that, that's been very impactful in the Manosphere. And there's a lot of other podcasts that are basically ringing to the, like they're playing the same tune, you know? And that's and that's the thing that I that I kind of wanted to bring up, you know, when when talking about the manosphere is like, yeah, men have it bad. Like, yeah, sure. But we're not going to complain about it. You know, we're just going to 
not settle for crap. And like guys are like, oh, yeah, all women are this way, or that way. Well, where are you looking? You know, if you're looking for if you're looking at the low hanging fruit, then that's what you're going to get. You're going to get the fruit that everyone can reach. If you're not willing to climb that tree and get to the very top where the choice fruit is at, then you're going to get what you're going to get. I think that the cure for society's problems, I don't know, at least for for this generation, for my generation, is a great dad. Yeah. Just great dads. And dude, it, it, it's not that difficult. It's not that difficult to be a good dad. And, and, and we've said this before. Um, you don't have to be a biological dad. You can be a mentor, you know, great mentors, which is what a father is, what a dad is, is a mentor. Um, you know, just teaching your son or, or your mentee, you know, what, what self-respect is. Um, teaching, teaching them that you know, how to protect themselves, how to fight, when to fight. You know, having good posture, how to say no. Um, you know, that reverence is earned and God has earned our reverence. How to shake a hand. Mm. You know, things like that. What What seems to be like old school values now, but those values, it, it just sounds wrong. It feels wrong saying it. Oh, those are old school values. Like, those are just values Values, period yeah yeah like i i don't get why that's old school now like you know just stand up straight you know chest out shoulders back not in a in a combative way but just 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 look like a man look like like you're capable and become capable you know you don't have to be the strongest man but don't be weak Mm -hmm. and not just embody but in your character and I, i i'm not perfect in any way my wife will tell you that (laughs) but at least i I have the the humility to to take the the criticism that comes from a good place and even if it doesn't come from a good place i think criticism is a gift oh yeah the gift of feedback exactly even if it comes from from a bad place it's just we may not like the wrapping on the gift but it's still a gift Mm -hmm. there's got to be some truth to it and then, like I said, having the humility to, to take it and pick up the trash, but take in what you can use that's going to make you a better person. And it, it, it's just, man, I, I want to say so much, but I don't know how to say it. <laughs> Just, <laughs> you know, like I said, not everybody's a, a, a dad, but but people are looking at you. Oh yeah, and you decide if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, that's why that that quote that I, um, that I quoted <laughs> earlier, it just it made such an impact in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, embracing the suck just it just makes you a strong man. And like you said, you know, an easy life. That that's what everybody wants. An easy life, where, you know. You you bring up Andrew Tate kind of a lot, <laughs> and and I get why. Yeah. Because uh, like like you said, I I do um 
agree with the with with the working hard aspect of it and he has said stuff about marriage that's like oh yeah that you know the man is the head of the household mm-hmm. and but then um, on, on the same you know in the same token he's like oh well you know a woman belongs to a man and that is it it's like uh not really you know <laughs> you, you guys belong to each other um, I, I yeah. heard Jordan Peterson talk about uh, a Swedish uh, ritual, a uh, marriage like ritual where the the couple, both the man and the woman, are holding a candle over their head together, and the candle represents the 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 light. What did he say? It represents God, basically, mm-hmm. and how it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about the marriage. And the fact that they're holding it over their head represents that they're underneath it. They're underneath the guidance of God. And I'm butchering what, what he's saying, but, but the message that's is there. basically it. Like that that that's what marriage is. It's it's a sacrament. It's a it, it's a a commitment that you make to each other in front of God and you're following God's light. Yeah. That has to be the center of the whole marriage. Otherwise it doesn't work. Otherwise you, you start complaining about how much your shoulder hurts because you're holding up this light and you feel like you're the only doing all the work and whatever other excuse that people use to get a divorce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excuse is the right word too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one, said, I, no one said it was going to be easy. You know, and like mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why I love that we can't, in the Catholic Church, we can't write our own vows. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's been done and it's been done right. And when people want to go outside of that, that's when they get into trouble. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like I've, I've heard so many dumb wedding vows about like promising not to leave the toilet seat up or whatever. And I'm like, nah, dude, no, no. Like the church put them there for a reason, you know, in prosperity and adversity and sickness and in health, you know, like when things are going good and when things are going bad, why? Because it's mm-hmm. going to happen. That's a guarantee. You know, we've yes. been, we've been in this world for quite some time now, you know, and so all that stuff is going to happen. Lighting the Paschal candle, you know, when we, when we get married, we light a candle. Each one of us light, light the big candle, the big candle represents the mm-hmm. light of Christ. And it's that, that's what guides us in our life. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's this beautiful part in the wedding where the bride and the groom, like they both take flowers to Our Lady. The there's lady, a statue yeah. of Our Lady. And and I remember that, you know, I remember doing that. And it's just a, it's a great thing, you know, that it's, once again, it's not just about us. And the principal mm-hmm. reason why we come together is so that there may be the possibility of new life. You know, and that's, and that's a beautiful part of marriage. Like, as a matter of fact, if a, if a man doesn't have the necessary parts to procreate, he cannot get married in the Catholic Church. You know, that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that people who are infertile can't get married. They can because God can produce a miracle. But yeah. if you don't have the necessary parts, you can't get married. If you can't be a father, you can't make a mother. Matrimony is the making of a mother. And so all that is like it it comes together. And, you, you know, we can look at all these examples of, of marriage or like all these people's philosophy about marriage. But at the end of the day, God is the author of that. God yeah. authored the sacrament of matrimony. God made us 
with that creative power, which is something that not even the angels have. That's why exorcists say that the devil hates women, you know, that the devil mm -hmm. hates, like, hates that part of us. And so that's where we get attacked the most as men. And our eyes, like, will go in certain directions and our, and our web history will go in a certain direction and our, like, our biggest temptation, you know, like you're in that profession where there's a lot of, a lot of uh, broken marriages, you know? Mm -hmm. And so like, that's why we need to be praying for all our brothers and sisters who are in like firefighters and police officers, because they have a really ridiculously high rate. You know? Yeah. So what you're saying and what you're doing in your life just kind of shows that you're taking your commitment seriously. You're taking your, your, marriage seriously enough yeah to, to put the work in and like you said embrace the suck i just i want to close off with uh that part of that that quote that said uh that life is a dance between minimizing expectations and surrendering to what god actually is revealing to us because it goes beyond embracing the suck it it it's actually about re receiving that baptism under fire and becoming better men for 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 the sake of the beloved mm. so pray for us and we'll pray for you ferro ferro aquitur Join us next time.